When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, and listen or see about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic that you'd like to have on the podcast, we'd love to be able to take your guys' feedback and then incorporate them into future episodes. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Daniel from ProSource Diesel, and a listener of ours had recommended to have them on to talk about turbo rebuilding. So we're going to go through rebuild kits, cartridges, and when you just need to do a whole new turbo. So I'm definitely looking forward to the conversation with them and learning more about the options that are out there. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off site-wide code for you. Use code 23diesel20 at kershaw.kaiusa.com. It's a great way to save 20% off your order, get some really cool gear. So if you need a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, or at work, around the house, they've definitely got you covered. And they've had a huge year in 2023 with a bunch of new products have released. One of the newest ones are the Duralock models, which have a blade made out of D2 steel. There's different choices for blade shape, handle design, and the way that it opens and closes is super smooth. It keeps your fingers away from the blade when you operate it. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure head on over to their website. Use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. All right, let's get to today's podcast with ProSource Diesel and talking about rebuild kit options for our turbos and when we should just get a whole new unit. Daniel, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. Look forward to chatting with you today about uh, a question a listener had asked us about turbo. So I look forward to jumping into that, but also learning more about you guys, um, the products that you offer, and just more about the company itself. So welcome again to the Diesel Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to start off a bit with yourself and your kind of journey into diesel and then the company itself and a, a bit of the background and the products that you guys offer. I gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for me personally, I've been, I've been a parts guy for, um, I think my 10 year anniversary just passed, um, crush out of high school. That's immediately what I started doing, knew what I wanted to do. Um, over the years, you know, working at O'Reilly's Napa Ford, things like that, you know, we're in California, so you get a little walk of diesel. Um, but majority is everything, you know, commuter cars and things like that. But, uh, Working at Ford, I really started to get experience with all power strokes and everything. Everybody wants OEM parts for for their power strokes. So uh, moving from there to to here to ProSource Diesel, when uh, when I first came in, it was a little bit over three years ago. Uh, the company started in 2014, initially doing uh, pigtails, different wiring things. The owners you know, really, really big expert on wiring. And that was always, he's a master tech. So that was always his, 
his key piece was, you know, being able to diagnose any electrical issue and things like that was his expertise. Um, so it started with a lot of, a lot of hard to find pigtails, electrical things, you know, um, but slowly moved on to all walks of, you know, everything diesel essentially. Um, you know, being here, I've, you know, I've, I've wrenched on a wide variety of things, you know, test fitting parts and, um, just R and D for, you know, various models and various trucks. A uh, lot of, lot of turbo stuff. That's probably our biggest, you know, biggest selection of parts is, you know, turbo rebuild kits and complete turbos and things like that. So pretty experienced with, with all of them. What was the, what was the journey like from Ford to the aftermarket? Was it a huge change with what people were asking, things they were looking for, some of the challenges? Yeah. So what, one of the biggest things that I had was, uh, you know, cause I, I worked aftermarket and then went to Ford and then back to aftermarket. Um, but terminology is a huge, huge change when, you know, having to unlearn, you know, uh, incorrect terminology coming to the dealer and then learning what, what the dealer calls it. Cause everything's, everything's a module or everything's a, you know, switch instead of sensor, things like that. So, uh, yeah, learning that going to the dealer and then coming back out of the dealer and learning what, you know, what other things are called as far as um, like the six liter ball tubes, you know, people, there's so many names for ball tubes, you know, um, and just all things like that, you know, different H pop systems and things, you know, um, once, once you spend enough time with it, all, obviously, you know, you know, you learn all the different names for it, but it, terminology was probably the biggest change between, you know, all three. That's, that's a really interesting point that I never really thought of because I always worked in the aftermarket and there would be like slang terms or just things you would hear that wasn't an official name for a part, but yeah. that's what everyone called it. And then sometimes somebody would call in and they would call it the official name. And I'd be like, I don't know what that is. What explain to me yeah. a little bit so I can yeah. figure it out. But speaking the same language is so key with doing parts and inventory and, and things like that. It's, it's really interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, proper search things, you know, being, being e-commerce makes it even more difficult because nobody's looking up the same thing. You know, yeah. some people call ball tubes, nipple cups. Some people had a guy the other day call them, um, Oh, feed tubes. And I was like a feed, a feed tube. What do you mean feed tube? And he's like, yeah, the, the cups at the top. And I'm like, Oh, ball tubes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know everything about those. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> But yeah, it, it makes it super difficult when you're listing a product and you have to find out what everyone else is calling it, especially on like, you know, newer six, seven stuff. You know, when we really started to get into newer six, seven power stroke stuff, it's like, what does the aftermarket call it? Because Ford will just call it, you know, clamp for like an injector hold down or something like that. They, you know, their terminology is whatever the original manufacturer, the engineer wanted to call it. That's, you know, that's what they just put in their catalog. As, as the company branched out from the initial, you know, fixing wiring issues and, and having those solutions for people, did it branch out into Cummins Duramax power stroke all at the same time and equally, or did it go into one first and then kind of bleed over into the others? 
So I, I would say once once we got into more hard parts and you know other things other than electrical, obviously seven three came first. Um, seven three is kind of everybody's bread and butter. Everybody has a seven three, uh, and and it's one of the first you know heavily modified trucks. You know, uh, so that was that was like our first major model where we you know, learned everything on, grew everything on, uh, six liter followed shortly after, cause same thing, six liters need a lot of parts to keep them on the road. Uh, but I would say Cummins and Duramax Cummins was probably second approaching, you know, mass market stuff. Uh, and Duramax is still pretty heavily growing. The problem with Duramax that I find is parts OEM Ford, they, produce all kinds of parts for you know 20 years 30 years i mean you can still get most things for a 7.3 but duramax is more difficult duramax stuff it's only through gm and it's super you know super intricate super hard to find gm discontinues it after five years so 10 years down the road your injector connectors and things like that are failing you know you they've already discontinued them so, it, you know, I would say Duramax is still up and coming, um, but Ford and Ford and Cummins were pretty much head and head, you know, equal growth. It's been a, a huge thing I think that's taking place and is going to continue to take place is what you mentioned when parts are discontinued at the OEM level. And we think back to, you know, whenever we first got into diesel trucks, maybe somebody was five years ago, maybe it was 10, mine was about 15 or so. And so in my head, I still think of like an LBZ or a 5.9 common rail as relatively new, but it's not. And then we want to keep them running. They're fantastic trucks that, that uh, achieved a level of power and torque that is just, it's so useful for everyday towing, hauling, everything, longevity. But then we can't get the parts. And I think that's where the aftermarket has really stepped in. And I'm sure there's a lot of things you guys offer to be able to keep these trucks on the road when the OEM stop supporting it. And you'd mentioned earlier turbos. And I think that is a major one that pops up with all three engine types. But a listener had messaged in and he had a question. And he had said, I think my turbo's going out. It's, it's just a stock one. And he goes, I see that they have kits to rebuild it. There's all new ones I can get. There's aftermarket ones. So I wanted to ask you, I'm sure it's a question you guys get a lot, is should I rebuild it? Um, what options do I have if I'm going to rebuild it? Or should I just get a whole new turbo? How do you guys guide people with that? Yeah, so one way I, I generally base it is, you know, kind of their what what symptoms they obviously have, right? What issues are happening? Um, you know, simple leaks, things like that. That's probably something that could be solved with a reseal kit or, you know, like a basic rebuild kit. But uh, one one thing when, you know, a turbo's pretty severely going out, you know, you've got contact with the compressor wheel and things. Uh, you know, rebuilding is definitely a possibility, but I always try to, let people understand that there's a little bit more than just buying the rebuild kit, disassemble and reassemble. One thing that's commonly overlooked is balancing. So a lot of kits, they have balancing marks and they are balanced, but um, to be fully balanced, you need to have a VSR balance done when it's installed. 
So when, when you have your turbine and compressor wheel all installed, you need to take it to somebody who has a VSR balancer to fully perform that. So that kind of becomes a, an issue of, you know, that's an unexpected cost for a lot of people. You know, it could be, I've heard prices from, you know, some guys 75 bucks, some guys 200 bucks, you know, and the machines can really be astronomical. They could be, you know, 10, 20,000 for a really bad used one up to, you know, an ungodly number. I've heard millions on really high end VSR balancers, but, uh, so, I mean, situations like that, new turbos are already VSR balanced, ready to install. So it, it does vary based on the situation you're in, but generally, you know, like I was saying, if it's, if it's got a bad seal and it's leaking into the exhaust, you'd probably get away with just, you know, doing a bearing and seal kit, just mark your, mark your parts, make sure your alignment's right when you reinstall. But uh, anything really past that, you know, you need to explore the option of, is it worth it to rebuild and VSR balance, you know, or is it just cheaper just to replace it entirely? I think I probably should have started with asking you what is in a rebuild kit. Cause I kind of jumped oh. ahead a little bit <laughs> because I, I, I know a little bit about them, but not everybody does. And there's so many new truck owners that may not know like what's in a rebuild kit. I'm sure it might vary a little bit, whether it's a whole set or, or Garrett, but what comes in a, a rebuild kit? Yeah. So I'll, I'll cover kind of general parts first and then, you know, expand out. So, uh, on the exhaust side, you have, you know, a turbine wheel and a shaft. That's, that's your hot side of the turbo, right? Um, uh, the shaft is, it runs all the way through the turbo to the compressor wheel, but along the shaft, you'll have, you know, bearings, uh, depending on what, what design, journal bearings normally. Uh, they're generally brass, like in our kits, they're brass. Uh, some models will have a spacer in the center. Some of them, it's not, not necessary by design. Then you'll have on the turbine shaft, um, it's a step gap oil seal is what it's called. But it's essentially a, a piston ring you know, that's designed instead of, you know, in and out, up and down. Uh, it's more for round and round play. So it goes onto the turbine and as it's spinning in the center cartridge, it holds the oil in. Um, you'll have two of those, one on turbine, one on compressor side. Um, on the compressor side, you'll, you'll have a thrust collar or, you know, most of them call it a thrust collar, but, um, and then a thrust bearing. Um, the collar will hold the step gap seal and then the bearing will be on the other side on the collar as well. And then on the very front, you have your compressor wheel. Uh, you know, cast is your general stock replacement. Billet is your upgraded design. Uh, there's not much in the terms of different materials for turbine wheels because the heat, you can't do billet. Uh, so cast is really the only way, only way those go. Somebody had asked on our YouTube channel recently, and I didn't, I didn't mention this to you before, but about wheels and material cast versus billet. I think that's something that people may focus on when they're making this decision of, do I rebuild it or do I get a whole new one? And they're going to see that option. What would you say is the biggest benefit to one 
versus the other that they would notice in the truck that might sway them one way or the other. Yeah, so I mean, your OE manufacturers like Garrett and everything like that, they're they're still throwing cast wheels and and everything. You know, a Garrett Power Max or an upgraded turbo, like many of our school logics have billet. Uh, the cast wheel, it's it's much heavier. It's pretty porous, you know. Uh, it'll sometimes have you know very small pitting and things like that in it. When you're moving that much airflow, it's it's gonna take its toll. Um, you know, it's more prone to get dirt buildup, things like that. With a billet wheel, it's you know CNC billet. Everything's super super smooth, super tight machining, um, and it's much lighter. So a lighter lighter wheel will spin faster. And one one thing that I don't see a lot of brands really put out there, but longevity. Longevity is, you know, that turbo's spinning, you know, astronomical numbers all the time. That weight is gonna make a difference on how your bearings wear and what kind of longevity you see out of it. So uh then I mean, for the most part, quicker spool, being lighter, you will see a little bit faster takeoff, a little bit, you know, faster boost numbers. And billet wheels are done by the aftermarket, which is, you know, aftermarket generally makes upgrades on anything they do. So um, aerodynamics have changed, number of blades have changed, you know, for different purposes. Uh, me personally, if, Anytime I would be doing a rebuild kit, I would always spend the extra and go for a billet. Uh, unless the customer's just adamant, no, I I just want to save cost. I just want to keep the cost of this down. Or they live in California and have emissions where you do have to put a factory cast wheel back in it to maintain OE. But uh, yeah, billet's generally the way to go. Now, if they've got on this turbo, say it's it's past where just a seal kit would work and the compressor housing's contacted or the compressor wheels contacted the housing, so they've got to do something. <clears throat> what options do they have, like a cartridge versus a whole new turbo? What what things should they look for or evaluate when making that decision? Yeah, so certain models have have cartridges so your your common rail dodges your 03 to 07s they we offer what's called a cartridge which is turbine wheel all bearings and seals compressor wheel and the center housing all in one pre-installed um it's vsr balanced just ready to go in the truck the only thing you have to change over is compressor housing and turbine housing uh, which it's it's a great option to go. If, if anybody's looking to still save some cost, I do recommend doing a cartridge over a rebuild kit any day of the week. Um, you know, other models they offer them for, um, we have them for seven, three, six Oh, because the VGT, not really. Um, and then other, you know, uh, other whole set models are, are on their way. There's still patents in place and things like that, but they're definitely coming. Uh, but in a in a good instance like you know 6.0, part of the reason cartridges and things like that aren't common is because Garrett makes the turbo so 
so affordable to begin with. I mean, a full full rebuild kit from us for a 6.0 is $4.99. But if you look at a Garrett replacement turbo, you know, a lot of times you see them prices fluctuated a lot recently with inflation and stuff, but either $8.99 or $9.99, right? So it's it's not a huge difference once you tack in, you know, your own labor hours and the cost of having it balanced. Um, you know, 6.0s are kind of prone to the issue of having the center cartridge wear out, you know, step gap seal will wear through, things like that. So it might not, you know, rebuilding at the end of the day might not even be an option. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of OE turbos are kind of cost effective comparatively. Does the rebuilding option change a lot when we're talking VGTs versus the older fixed geometry turbos? It, it does, but doesn't, I mean, essentially your, your main parts are the same, but when you go to a VGT turbo, and I'm, you know, first I'll go into uh, Garrett's because Garrett uses the same VGT on, you know, Duramax and PowerStroke. Uh, the the unison ring is really simple to replace. Uh, the unison ring is essentially the guide for the for the veins for the variable geometry, how the air flows. Uh, it's pretty simple to replace. You know, you're you're already in there. It's you know, doing the veins. Also, same thing, fairly simple. It's kind of time-consuming because you have to line them all correctly. Uh, but then VGT solenoids add into those. Uh, the part where it gets tricky is once you get to other brand VGT turbos. So, like 6.4 VGT, you know, the whole design is entirely different because Garrett owns the patent on their style. So, everybody has to come up with their own idea. Um, so six fours can can definitely be tricky to install. They're, I would say, a lot more prone to have issues uh, because if you don't get the alignment right, the veins will contact the turbine wheel, and then you know cab off again. Let's start over. Uh, whereas whole set whole set has an entirely different system called a nozzle ring or at least that's what, you know, commonly referred to as a nozzle ring. Um, and it's veins that kind of shutter in and out of the turbine housing. So they'll come out to change the geometry. So it's it's definitely a different approach. But uh, the problem with whole sets it, with their VGTs is you have to have specific uh, technology and specific service tools to calibrate the actuator to the new VGTs. So that, you know, the average guy rebuilding in his garage probably won't have the capabilities to do it effectively. Uh, you know, I'm sure he could get it done. And there's a lot of tricks out there to make it happen. But, you know, for a proper, properly set up system, you know, it's kind of tricky. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, various kits come with various things you know, specific to the VGT, um, on, on our site, we have master kits listed for each one. So that, you know, anytime it says master kit, it's going to include everything, uh, all VGTs that are offered anyway. And, you know, all the rebuilt components. I imagine a lot of times when people call you guys, 
and either the turbos, turbos completely failed or they know it's going too soon and they're going to fix it, it's a great time to do some upgrades that could be there. What are some things people should think about if they're just like, I don't want to rebuild it. I'm not going to just do a cartridge. It's a great time. I always told myself when the turbo went out, I'd you know, do some upgrades to it. What are some options that are there or things that they can take advantage of at you know the time the OEM turbo fails and they're going to put something better on it? Yeah. So, I mean, one, one instance, um, you know, like we were talking earlier was the billet wheel. Billet wheel is definitely something to take advantage of. Uh, one thing a lot of the, the 6.0, you know, early 6.0 and LOI guys have that everybody's jealous of is that 10 blade turbine. Uh, all of our 6.0 rebuild kits come with the 10 blade turbine. So you get the, you know, you get the Boeing 747 sound taken off and things. Uh, when, when you're looking at rebuilding like a Garrett, you know, six liter turbo, you can essentially custom make your own, uh, power max. So with some of the kits we offer compressor housing upgrade kits, um, and then turbine housing upgrade kits, you can get, you know, 63 millimeter compressor wheel. You can get the larger you know, 03 style turbine wheel and, you know, put it on any, any 6.0 base cartridge. Uh, you know, Duramax, it's a little tricky. We have compressor housing upgrade kits for a lot of those right now, but the turbine housing is what changed so much on those. So they're a little, you know, they're, they're a lot more intricate, especially because um, Garrett has replaced the old LOI LBZ turbos and change them to LMM. So a lot of people run into that issue. They've already replaced the turbo once before, and now it's an LMM. So the turbine housing, nothing's going to fit the same. Uh, but a similar idea with a whole set, uh, you know, they have compressor housing upgrade kits as well, or we have compressor housing upgrade kits for whole set turbos. So you can get a 63 millimeter compressor wheel, you know, and it comes with a housing um, backing plate for some of the newer ones, the 07 and a half to 12, um, six sevens. And, you know, make make a lot more boost, a lot larger wheel, um, so more airflow overall. Those those would be some of the main things I would definitely, you know, entertain when you're doing a, doing a rebuild. Uh, you know, if, if you just want a little bit faster spooling, you can get any of the cartridges we offer with a billet wheel, you know, so a decent upgrade over, over stock still while still maintaining factory sizes. I thought of a loaded question to ask you, but I think a listener is going to be wanting to ask it or they would ask you guys. Mm -hmm. And that's when the trucks get a little bit more mileage on them, <clears throat> or maybe they just bought one that has, you know, over a hundred thousand miles on it. And outside of the catastrophic turbo failure where you just know right away, what are some warning signs or things they may notice as the condition of the turbo deteriorates? So maybe they could catch it before there's just, you know, the compressor house or compressor wheel explodes or falls off or just sends metal into the intercooler. What, you know, is it a sound? Is it, is it, um, their EGTs are higher than they used to be. What, what would they see? Yeah. So, Sometimes you can see with EGTs, um, EGT situations fluctuate a lot, right? So tuning makes a huge difference. You know, 
so you, you can see minor differences like that with the GTs just on, on the performance of the truck itself. But uh, generally, one, one of the oldest rules of thumbs, it, rule of thumb is um, play in the play in the wheel, right? Uh, up and down play. If it generally, if it doesn't contact the housing, it's still with within an acceptable spec, right? But any in and out play. So if you know if you're looking at the front of the turbo and you could push the wheel in or out, that's shut it down. I I I would really look into replacing or repairing before you know trusting it to really go much further. Um, those would be the two, you know, biggest giveaways. Um, if your play is pretty excessive, um, on, I'm going to say on a used turbo, cause a lot of new turbos nowadays, the bearing designs upgraded. So when you get them out of the box, they're dry. So they're a little loose, uh, until they hit that break in. But on a worn in turbo, your play, if it's coming close to the housing, I would definitely start to consider, you know, consider at least doing bearings and seals. You might be able to prevent it, uh, but there's potential that there's other things, turbines warped or things like that. So you'd really have to take it apart and inspect. Uh, with with VGT trucks, you know, you can kind of see if if you have a scanner. Um, one one way to tell is watching the command for the VGTs. Um, just to see where it's at, what it's, what it's asking for. If it's going, you know, way out of spec, chances are it's, you know, starting to wear out or things like that. With six liter design, you can kind of see it gets stuck for a second in it. That comes down to pitting. So pitting on the unison ring will cause it. Sometimes you can get away with that by taking it off, anti-seizing it, and it'll help prevent pitting. Um, Chances are it will come back in the future, though. How does maintenance factor into turbo health with, <clears throat> excuse me, oil changes, um, lack of it? Like, have you guys seen turbos where, you know, somebody didn't do an oil change for 15, 20,000 miles and it just, of course, it's going to damage the engine, <clears throat> but then also affect the turbo itself? Yeah, so oil is is probably, well, not probably, it's it's definitely the biggest factor in in turbos um you know a lot of people that'll go excess mileage without an oil change uh, you know particulates are starting to make their way onto those bearings and the the best way to kind of kind of explain it is the same thing as you know you get material on your main bearings or cam bearings it's the same idea with the turbo but much smaller so smaller particulates will get in there and and start to just erode away that bearing and then you know pretty pretty catastrophic failure uh, oiling is probably the biggest issue i see you know people not not using proper oil not you know doing their oil changes in a decent period of time uh, one one thing with like whole set turbos to really consider is your feed and drain line as well uh, you know, if one common issue we see with a new install of a turbo, uh, immediate failure is people not using a new drain line or with the flexible style drain lines that Cummins and Dodge offer now, uh, 
is kinking the line. So, you know, they're just gravity fed. So oil can't escape. And then your turbo is going to leak oil. Um, Ford on the six liter did an upstop updated style line. Those I consider, you know, maintenance at this point, if Ford updates a line, um, or somebody makes, makes an updated line in the aftermarket, um, definitely go to that updated style line, change that out. It's a lot easier than doing a turbo in most cases. Um, but yeah, oil, I would say would be the biggest issue on some of the Duramax models nowadays, you know, coolant could be an issue as well. Um, you know, I know for six, seven power strokes, we recommend doing the coolant feed line as well, because those are known to just blow out over time. You know, the rubber line will get eroded and some external things I would consider maintenance on, on turbos. That's a really good point to bring up because when I think of doing a turbo replacement, I just, in my mind, think of the turbo itself, mm -hmm. but it's a great time to be able to you know, address other things, maybe boots, maybe if the truck's, you know, old and are they starting to get cracked? Could they get cracked? It's a great time to do it or clamps. And then also, as you mentioned, the feed line, the drain tubes, other things that factor into the price of it, but it's so convenient to do while you're already there yeah. versus having to go back and, and do it. Is there <clears throat> outside of the, the feed line, the drain tube, uh, the coolant line, how, should we just replace boots at that point going from the compressor housing to the charge pipe? Is it just a best practice just to do it while we're in there, you know, changing the turbo or upgrading the turbo? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely a few things specific to each model you would really want to do. Um, you know, with, with seven threes, every model needs, needs CAC boots when you're installing a new turbo, especially if you go to, you know, even just doing a, a billet compressor wheel, um, those old boots are definitely going to show their age. You're going to have pinhole leaks. You're going to, and then you're just chasing down another problem. Uh, but I would definitely say replacing the intercooler boots or CAC boots uh, on like seven, three models, changing out those vacuum lines and the, the wastegate solenoid, the electric part of the wastegate system um, doing those two every time pretty much pretty much necessary unless you know unless you're having back-to-back -back turbo failures uh on cummins models and i would say do the manifold while you're there you know if on um, same situation unless you just replaced it fairly recently most cases you're taking it off anyway so do the manifold while you're there um uh, you know, the same manufacturer that, you know, we offer all of the turbos and rebuild kits, they also offer uh, five, nine manifolds and six, seven manifolds uh, or common rail five, nine manifolds, I should say, um, that are high flow. So you see a lot, a lot better flow through them, faster spooling to the turbo. Uh, and you're going to be in there. So, you know, save yourself the labor from having to do it later down the road because Cummins are, they're going to crack at some point, going to crack, they're going to warp. And, you know, the, the spool logic manifolds are definitely something to, to do while you're there. Uh, if you're doing rebuild kits, I mean, most, you know, most of our, our kits come with essentially everything, but you know, if you're swapping turbos or things like that, uh, 
you know, definitely looking at uh, solenoids, you know, anything wastegate control around it. Uh, like I was saying on the 7.3. 6 there's, you know, there's an endless amount of stuff up there that, you know, you definitely want to consider while, while you have the turbo off because, you know, anything underneath you're going to be taking the turbo off just to get to it. Uh, but, yeah, same thing with those charger cooler boots. Um, you know, all of your feed and drain lines, you know, on many Duramax models, the only way to do the feed and drain is with the turbo off. Um, so I, I would recommend replace them every time you have it off. Just save yourself the headache. They're not very expensive for the most part. Uh, you know, doing it every time, if you replace six turbos, you're still going to come out ahead than having to take off a turbo once to do a drain line. Um, trying to think on, you know, various for 6.0, things like that. Essentially, everything else is your, you know, your standard kind of wear and tear items. It was a really good suggestion with the manifolds and I imagine even up pipes too, depending on the age of the truck. And when you have everything out, it's, I know on the five nines, it's a big issue with cracking manifolds or warping, you know, and while you're there, there's a great opportunity to replace it. And I'm sure, you know, on up pipes, you can, when you're in there, you might see there's, there's cracked or, you know, it's a great time to, to replace them. Yeah. Especially with the seven threes. If you have the, if you have the factory style, the, you know, just basic pipe, I would always change those out to bellow just from the start. Um, you know, six O's, you you might as well. Same thing with those. They're they're not easy to do when you're not, you know, taking a turbo out. Um, but yeah, six six four, same idea. But six four, you you're gonna be doing a lot when you do the turbos. Just there's no other way to work on it. You know, cab off and do everything while you're there. So this was really insightful because I've. When, when that question came across to us, you know, I thought, well, most people just replace them. Um, or every now and then I'd hear of somebody rebuilding it or, or something like that. But actually taking a look at this topic and chatting with you more about the options, I think it helps kind of clear up, okay, this is what I'm going to face when I have a turbo failure. What am I comfortable doing? Is there a resource locally that can balance it? If not, then what are my other options with the cartridge or a whole new turbo? And then also being able to address some other things with feedline drain tubes, you know, electronic stuff. So it was really helpful to be able to to learn about it. I didn't ask the listener what kind of truck he had, so I'm not sure if it was a five nine or a six zero or or what it was. But I think the you know, what what we talked about covers really all of them. But I'm sure there's something I didn't ask you about a turbo issue or particular truck, what's the best way for people to connect with you guys either through email, phone, website, social media, what's a good way to get in contact with you? Yeah. So the, the two best ways to contact us, um, on the, on the website, we have a contact us page. Um, you can email us directly at info at prosourcediesel.com or call into our main line. It's 800-489-6820. Any of that gets you directly to us. Um, Recently, we just switched. We're doing uh, seven days a week now. So we're open Saturday, Sunday, Monday through Friday, uh, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday, Monday through Thursday, 6 to 4 on Friday, 
and then eight to five on Saturday, Sunday. Very cool. Yeah, I know as fast as diesel's changing and the technology and the aftermarket and what it's doing, I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that we could chat about in the future. Some really cool things you guys are working on that I know our, our listeners would love to hear about, but I appreciate you taking time today to chat with me, answer this listener's question, and then help me understand a bit more about my options when it comes to turbos and ways I can have a complete solution, not just with turbo itself, but other things that might just fail with time or age. So it was great to chat with you and, and, and you know learn what you guys are doing, the expertise that you guys have, and ways that we can remedy our, our turbo failures. Hey, no problem. Thanks for reaching out. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. If you need something for EDC, hunting, fishing, at home, at work, they've definitely got you covered with a ton of choices. And in 2023, they've had a whole bunch of new releases. One of the newest ones are the Duralock models, which the blades made out of D2 steel. There's different choices for blade shape, handle design, and the way that it opens and closes is really smooth. Keeps your fingers away from the blade when you're operating it. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure to head on over to their website and use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen at 23diesel, J. Cole John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube and podcast apps, follow us on social media. We appreciate all your support here in your seven of the diesel podcast and look forward to bringing you guys more of the content that you want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.